1: The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live.
2: Jesus brings the light of the world. The angel sang of at his birth and said he brings you good tidings of great joy. Great joy not just a little giggle of a laugh, but joy that remains in and strengthens us and keeps us.
1: Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus.
2: I I read this poem and... uh, It's sort of faded out, but I'm going to read it to you. Uh, Only God can make a tree. I think that I shall never see a poem lovely as a tree. A tree whose hungry mouth is pressed against the earth's sweet flowing breast. A tree that looks to God all day and lifts her leafy words in prayer. A tree that may in summer wear a nest of robins in her hair. Upon whose bosom snow has lain, who intimately lives with rain. Palms are made by fools like me, but only God can make a tree. Let's look at trees and give praise to the Lord for what he has done. I think in creation, Genesis chapter 2, God made a beautiful garden that he called paradise. And in that garden he put trees. It was just read a moment ago to you. And those trees many of them for food, but it also says many of them were just there to look at and enjoy for aesthetic purposes. And then in 1 Peter chapter 2, the scripture tells us of another tree that God planted on Mount Calvary. And there Jesus died on that tree, burying all of our sins in his own body. And then we go to Revelation chapter 22. It was just read to you just a moment ago there in that beautiful city, paradise in heaven, flowing down the main street, a river of life, and on either side, the tree of life. Friend, let's read the word and pay attention to the word because we're going to see that tree some of these days. And for some of us, it's not that far off. And we look forward with great anticipation. You know, I, I don't think that it's an accident that a tree is associated with Christmas and the birth of Jesus. I see trees in here today. We put up our Christmas tree. Uh, Some of you have already put up your tree. Uh, Some of you are, are going to be putting up a tree very shortly. But when I see that Christmas tree, I look at the star above the tree, and I think of the Bethlehem star that led the wise men to the Christ child. And then I come down and I look at all of the... The tinsel and the bulbs and the lights shining so bright, and it it's symbolic of the joy that Jesus brings in the light of the world. The angel sang of his at his birth and said he brings you good tidings of great joy, great joy, not just a little giggle of a laugh, but joy that remains within and strengthens us and keeps us and then I, I look at the gifts under the tree, and I think of the gift most precious that God gave that very first Christmas gift. Without Jesus, there's no other name under heaven. No other name under heaven on the face of this earth whereby we must be saved, but because of Jesus. And then I look at the tree itself, it's evergreen, that says that God's tree is going to last forever. My little Christmas tree is going to fade away. But there's another tree, another tree. And on that tree, on Golgotha, Jesus took your sins. Friend, I think think we all ought to just bow before the Lord, give praise to God. Jesus came. He's here today with us always, blessing us and helping us and caring for us. I want to tell you now about my Christmas tree, and not the tree I have in my living room and home today, but as I go into this story, I think you'll understand more what I mean when I say my Christmas tree. Many years ago, Dad put up a tree for me. Well, he did it for my mother and for my sister also. I must have been about seven years old, but I shall never forget there was a thump at the door and a bump. It was December, naturally, and the nights are long, it's dark, but it was still early, but yet dark. And uh, my mother went to the door and opened the door, and there stood my dad with a Christmas tree, a little, we made it into a Christmas tree, it was an evergreen tree, about four or five feet tall, with a huge big ball of dirt on the end. Now, there was a, a... sack around it to keep it from fall, the dirt from falling. But my sister and I and my mother, too, everyone was laughing. We never saw such a thing. And I was so happy. My dad just bringing dirt into the house. I always wanted to bring dirt in the house, but I couldn't bring dirt. But Mom would let Dad bring it in. And then we put that tree up, and we put tinsel and everything on it. And after Christmas, we took that tree down to the, to the end of the, or our yard and planted it. And my mother said, now it's going to need a lot of water for it to grow, which means all day, every day, it's going to be Christmas. There's my Christmas tree. And so I started taking buckets of water down and, and pouring it on. And finally, my mother came out and she said, enough, enough. I mean, the ground was just sopped. And, and I was going to, she said, you're going to drown that tree. I wanted that tree to grow. And grow it did. It grew way up into the sky. What a wonderful tree. I remember going out and looking at that tree all those years I lived in Pennsylvania. And then years after we moved away, my mother and dad got a divorce. Uh, my dad was always very careful to take care of his children and his ex-wife. Uh, my mother, I don't think she had much of a choice. I think she, she did what she had to do. But uh, my dad never remarried, and he never put up another Christmas tree. My mother always put up Christmas trees. Christmas was just the biggest time of the year for her. She celebrated over and over and repeatedly. Well, I knew my dad never put up a Christmas tree thereafter. We were living in Baltimore, and I remember that first Christmas, My mother, uh, we were with my mother in the morning of Christmas, and then in the afternoon, she took my sister and myself down to Union Station, and we caught a train, went back toward Pittsburgh, and um, to spend the afternoon and evening then with my dad and i remember the disappointment when i walked in the house that i was I literally i was born in that house and uh, i looked over in the corner where my mother had always put up that tree and it was just dark and i remember how sad uh, it was that there was no tree in my dad's house and my dad was just so happy to have his two children back Uh, That afternoon and and that evening. Well, years later, uh, a lot of years later, I became a pastor. And uh, then I went to Missouri to finish my my first degree in theology. And my mother called and she said, uh, your dad's dying. He has cancer. He's dying. And a few months after that, he did die. So in December, just a few days before Christmas, we had Rebecca then. Jackie wasn't there at the time. Actually, my son is going to be in the 11 o'clock service this morning, and I'd like for you all to meet him, and he's going to be at the, the luncheon afterwards. Um, he came up from North Car- South Carolina to be with his mother for this great event that you all are bestowing upon her. Well, we had little Rebecca. She must have been about three years old. And uh, I loaded up my hour, a 1956 Chevrolet, And uh, cold, it was, I don't think there's ever been a day colder than that day. Snow all over the Midwest. And so we started back. I just had to be, (coughs) I had to be back here. I, my dad, (coughs) goodness, I'm getting emotional. (laughs) My dad put up a tree for me. And by the grace of God, I was going to put up a tree for him. So we started. It took us two hours to get to St. Louis. Then we continued to drive. The, it was so cold that the condensation on the, on the windows of the car, I could take my fingernails. I had to. My fingernails and scrape it off. Uh, it was freezing inside the car. Uh, that's how cold it was. But uh, had a great wife and a great daughter. They were with me all the way. We, we made it back. The next day was the day before Christmas. We got in about two days before Christmas. So I I had to find a Christmas tree. I I went to Connellsville, about 30 miles southeast of Pittsburgh, and I looked all over the place. I mean, the wind was howling and blowing, blowing snow everywhere, and uh, I'm not sure, but I think it was a saloon that I found a... Now, well, let me finish. (laughs) I didn't go in. (laughs) I wasn't that cold. I found an old scrubby tree in the back of that. I mean, I know the proprietor was going to throw that thing away. But it was the only tree that was left. I don't know it was a tree. It was more like a branch. (laughs) And so I asked him, I said, how how much do you want for that? Now, I knew he was going to throw it away. He had to. I mean, it was worthless he said two dollars well he about broke me <laughs> I gave him my two dollars took that tree back to my dad's house and we decorated it and um, that was his last Christmas and we had a nice time being there with him so I knew I had to put up that tree for him but that other tree down at the end of the yard let me tell you about that tree every two or three years I would drive back up to Pennsylvania and um, there's a, a grade, uh, I, I turn off the main road, and it's just, a, it's a, I wouldn't even call it a hill, but it's just somewhat of a, a grade down to my house, my dad's house, at the end of the street, then the street turned. And down at the end of the yard, there was that tree, and it now had to be about 15 feet high. It was so big. And when I made to come off the main road and turned, and that tree came in focus, you know that tree recognized me? It grinned. <laughs> I just saw the, it just had a big grin. <laughs> then one year I went back and the people had cut the tree down because it just got so big and, and uh, my tree was gone. But I think of that tree on Mount Calvary. That is the tree that, that is etched into my mind forever and ever. Uh, the Christmas tree goes away. Even the tree on Mount Calvary. It's gone. But what was accomplished on that tree on Mount Calvary will
3: last forever.
2: Praise be to God.
1: Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this
3: important invitation. It's birthday number one. It's Christmas, Jesus' birthday. Thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. Friend, there's a star in your sky. Look up, believe, experience the brightness of new life in Christ. Say with a wise men of old, We have seen his star and have come to worship him, the one born king. Friend, the scripture says, This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. My prayer for you and your family this Christmas season is that you may have the gladness of Christmas which is oak, the spirit of Christmas which is peace, the heart of Christmas which is love. I'm Pastor Jack Morse of the Largo Community Church in Mitchellville, Maryland, wishing you a Merry Christmas. Come celebrate the birth of Christ at a special
1: Christmas Eve morning service this Sunday morning starting at 10 o'clock. For more information, visit largocc.org. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message.
2: Now, that was God's Christmas tree on Mount Calvary. planted far, far away. I've always thought it must be an experience of a lifetime to find Calvary where Christ actually took my sins and the sins of the world. In Pennsylvania in the Philadelphia area, that's on the eastern side of the state now, years ago there was a little orphanage there and uh, the proprietor and the people that ran the orphanage wanted to make Christmas for the children similar to what I wanted to do for my dad and they got this big Christmas tree and they knew every child because there was just so few children there that on each package they would write the child's name and then they t- literally tied it on a branch and then all the children gathered and uh young man had a stepladder and as they would Take, unrave, untie and take that gift off, the child's name was already on there, and they would hold it up and say, Jimmy or Mary, and that little boy or that little girl would just laugh and come up. They felt so important because their name was written on that package maybe for several days. When the child heard his name or her name, the child would go up and take that gift. Now, I'm going to call out some gifts today that God gives to us. Beautiful gifts, Christmas gifts, eternal gifts. And when I call out the name of that gift, listen to me now. When I call out the name of that gift, the Holy Spirit is going to bring it right to you. Right to you. Are you ready to receive your Christmas gift? Well, on the lower branch... There's a package there for the hopeless. It's called the package of hope. It's within reach. It's easy to get to. And I think of the people today in this world, and maybe you here, needing hope. Some parents, they, they need to hope for their children that are maybe still unsaved and that child hasn't come to accept Jesus as personal Lord and Savior, and how you long, and how you have prayed, maybe for years. Sometimes you get a little bit hopeless. You just wonder, but there's a Jesus that died on that cross to give everyone hope who does not have hope. You may have given up hope in your marital relationship. You you're at the point of despair. But there is hope. It's Christmas. It's Jesus. Friend, what's it all about if we don't accept these gifts that he came? There is hope. I think of Christians, some Christians who have so disappointed themselves because they did something that was very unchristian. They said it. They thought it. They fe- feel it. And now so embarrassed and, and so there's dislike for yourself right now because you have failed. You know you have failed. You regret failing. Don't give up. There's hope. Turn to the Lord. It's Communion Sunday. We're remembering His great salvation. There's hope. Without hope, there's nothing left. We have hope. So right now, the Holy Spirit is bringing hope, a package of hope to somebody. And that somebody is taking that hope within and believing now for those unsaved children or for those unsaved parents, Uh, how I hoped for my dad's salvation and I talked to him, prayed with him. He would even visit on vacation, the churches, the little tiny churches that I used to pastor and hear me preach. And two weeks before he died, uh, that hope became a reality and he accepted Jesus as his savior. Friend, don't give up hope. For yourself for your spouse for your children for your parents don't give up hope today that hope can be renewed so that's the first package the Holy Spirit is bringing now the Holy Spirit is bringing you another package today it's called a forgiveness now that package is within reach also but that package listen to me that package has the stain of blood upon it there is no forgiveness outside of Jesus Christ But in Jesus Christ, who loved us all, that he gave himself for all of us, there's that package of forgiveness. Friend, God will forgive you if you ask him. And then ask him to help you to forgive yourself. And that forgiveness will come. Friends, it's Christmas, and God's passing out packages and gifts today. Won't you just reach out and take hold of that gift that God has for you? Then there's another package. I'm going to call it the package of hope the package of forgiveness, this package I'm going to call the package of help. Help. How many people need help? They're just not, it's not making it on their own. Uh, They need special help. Uh, There are those that have an undesirable habit, and they're trying to break that habit. Listen, are you here? Are you listening? You're trying to break that undesirable habit. But you don't have the strength to do so. You thought it was broken and all of a sudden it came back. And you don't have the strength to resist it. But there's help. Did you hear what I said? There's help. There's strength. And God will give you the strength to do what needs to be done. You don't have the strength to break those habits. No, those habits are strong. Stronger than you are. Stronger than I am. They've overcome us. We've become slaves To it we don't want it but we can't get away from it but there's one hallelujah he breaks every fetter and he sets us free the package of help and then there's another package the package of peace how much trouble there is how much unhappiness there is there's briars and there's thorns and uh, even Christians are pricked by those thorns, Uh, and uh, something happens that takes away our peace. Uh, Even Paul had his thorn in the flesh, and I know some of you have thorns that are pricking you today. You would have peace if it weren't for that particular situation that you're involved in, but there's peace there. God will give you that peace. Well, there's packages here today, the packages that you need and I need, and we can have them all because of Jesus. All because of Jesus. Thank God he came. Friend, I'm going to celebrate Christmas today and tomorrow, all up through December 25, and I'm going to keep celebrating it because God has given me Jesus, and in giving me Jesus, he's given me all things. I know there's some people, you've lost a loved one, there's a widow or widower, and sometimes, and I've talked to this particular lady. A wonderful lady. Her husband was a pastor. Actually, her husband has preached in this church years ago. And she said, I can, at nighttime, I can almost hear his footfall outside my bedroom going down the hall. And I hear his sweet voice. Friend, there's some sad people today. Friend, you and I have everything to rejoice about. And yet we we get upset over the least little thing. And the thing is, we stay upset for days sometimes. What's wrong with us? We have a Jesus. He came and took all those wrongs and made everything right. And I pray today that you will turn with all your heart toward him and love him. He, ha- he is the gift most precious. And what he gives is himself. If you do not know him as your Lord and Savior, you can. It's Christmas. He's giving you his heart, his love, his peace, his hope, his joy. He has given it to you. Friend of all times, we think of peace on earth goodwill toward men. And I don't ever remember a time when there's been more bloodshed right here in America, so close to home. And there's going to be more. It's not over by any means. And I wonder how we're ever going to win over terrorists uh, and terrorism. Uh, we, we don't know who they are. And uh, the news commentators are telling us there's more coming. There's more coming. Friend, turn to Jesus today. Forget those little things that are pricking you, that are irritating you. God, deliver you and me from those little irritations. And let joy come. Let peace come. Let help come. God is ready to bless us abundantly if we'll just open our heart to him and give ourselves to him. Amen. Scripture says Jesus himself bear our sins in his own body on the tree so that we might die to sin and ever live in him friend this is a wonderful opportunity to come to the altar and take the lord's supper and enjoy jesus you have but to ask and your gift will come to you will you bow with me please
1: If today's message has blessed you and strengthened your faith in God, would you consider partnering with Pastor Morris and supporting The Healing Word Ministry with your prayers and donating to keep the gospel of Jesus Christ reaching thousands? Go to thehealingword.com and click the donate button to pledge your support. And remember, the faith building message you heard today is our gift to you. Your donation is your gift to God. Join us tomorrow